Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. We have a special speaker tonight. God bless you, everybody. So who was a 90s kid or had a 90s kid? Okay, the 90s. Going to school wearing a Jansport backpack with your Tamagotchi dangling off a zipper. Of course, the backpack was full of Lisa Frank stationery and folders. Playing pogs at recess, after school, going home and playing with my Polly Pocket or Pretty Pretty Princess with Jess. Then, something swept across our school campus and became all the rage. Identity bracelets. That's right. The metal bracelet with a neat engraving on the front, and I mean all of your personal information on the back. I wanted one, of course. I'm sure I waited for the perfect moment to ask my mom, probably as I was pulling a freshly baked cake out of my Easy Bake Oven. I presented her with the brochure from school. It was official. And my mom, in her God-given wisdom, did not order me an identity bracelet. Why? Because she was protecting my identity. She knew that I would hand it over to any Tom, Dick, or Harry who asked for it, and with it would have gone my blood type, social security number, home address, you name it. My mom protected my identity then. Now, with an increase in identity theft, you can purchase identity theft protection. The irony is many of us are robbing our own selves of our true identity in Jesus Christ. Everyone in our society today no matter the generation, is focused on knowing themselves. We have taken the focus off of God and placed it on ourselves. Know your God, your creator, and you will know yourself in the way that you were created to be. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. God knows us our true identity before we are even born. As I said, know your God, your creator, and you will know yourself in the way you were created to be. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Psalms 103, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Isaiah 45, 5 through 6, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. So, Let's get to know our creator a little more tonight, shall we? Exodus 34, 14. For thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Isaiah 41, 13. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Matthew eleven twenty nine 29, and 30. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Deuteronomy 31.8, And the Lord, he it is, that doth go before thee. 
he will be with thee, he will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, neither, fear not, neither be dismayed. 2 Corinthians 1.20, for all the promises, everybody say all. all. All the promises of God in him are yea, yes, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Job 39.22, he laughs at fear and is not dismayed. He does not turn back from the sword. Psalms 84.11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Isaiah 66.1, thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? Where is the place of my rest? Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. Get that. He rests in his love. That's how much love he has for us. And he will joy over thee with singing. Matthew 5.48, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Revelation 1.8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. His train fills the temple. It's impossible for God to lie. He is the Father of lights. He does not change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is our refuge and strength. He measured the oceans in the hollow of his hand. That's all barely scratching the surface to who God really is. At the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3, verse 13, Moses asked God, he said unto him, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. I am that I am is a common English translation of the Hebrew phrase, I am who I am. I will become who I choose to become. I will be what I will be. I create whatever I create. I am the existing one. That's our God, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipotent, all-powerful, omnipresent, present everywhere. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 11, 24 through 27 says, By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Why? Because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Imagine the shift that would occur in us if we refused, refused to be known as anything other than God's people. Sons and daughters of the Most High God. In this day and age? Yes, in this day and age. Yeah, but that's not the general direction everyone's going. Good. 
Be separate in the world, but not of the world. 2 Corinthians 6, 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. Protect your identity in Jesus Christ at all costs. It's your heritage. It's your birthright. I only care about God's approval, not the approval of others. Unfollow me, unfriend me, block me, mute me, separate yourself from me. 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Life is literally a vapor. James 4.14 talks about that. We only get one shot at this life. You can't serve two masters. Get off the fence. Remember, God said he'd rather us be hot or cold, not lukewarm because he'll spit us out of his mouth. Choose you this day who you will serve. Fight the good fight of faith. I want my eternal reward in calling heaven my home. My mom said something. I'm getting emotional. Sorry, guys. My mom said something recently that resonated with me. When we stand before God, we stand alone. We're not taking anybody with us. Anyone you're trying to please or impress on this earth won't be there with you. We all have to answer to God individually. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Our pastor is sensitive to God's leading of what the Spirit of God has to say into the church. Why? He has watch over our souls. Pastor has to give an account to God for every single one of us. Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. 1 Timothy 2, 4 says, God our Savior who will have all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. It's God's desire for all of us to be saved. Revelation 22, 17, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. Whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Jesus Christ already paid the, the price. Jesus Christ already paid the price at Calvary. Let's only be concerned with identifying ourselves with Christ, being fully his for his purpose and his kingdom. Know your God, your creator, and you will know yourself in the way you were created to be. How do we know him better? Number one. Another reason why I have fond memories of the 90s, my parents gifted me this Bible, December 25th, 1996. It's one of the few gifts they gave me that I've held on to for over 26 years. Why? It's the infallible word of God. It's a two-edged sword. It will not turn void. It is forever settled in heaven. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. God is his word. We cannot know God fully unless we read his word. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. All scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. 
so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Until heaven and earth pass away, not even the smallest letter or even part of a letter will in any way pass away from the law until everything is fulfilled. The scriptures cannot be broken. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. It's a love letter. We just had Valentine's Day. It's a love letter. It's a guide. It's a light awaiting you. It's the best self-help book that you'll ever read. It's the best life course ever written. When we know him truly, we will love what he loves and hate what he hates. Give time and effort into seeking knowledge and understanding of the fullness of God in his word. Number two, we can't have a relationship without having contact of some kind. Groundbreaking, I know, but it's true. Whether that's through communication, interaction, emotional association, investment. Someone I follow on social media recently said that many of the miracles that Jesus did were in response to interruptions. Think about that for a second. It's true. The woman with the issue of blood came up behind Jesus, touched his garment, and immediately received her healing. Jesus attends a wedding. His mom's there. He's sitting enjoying himself, and she says, oh, they're out of wine. He's like, woman, what are you doing? My time has not yet come. He turns water into wine. Then we get to blind Bartimaeus. He wore a cloak, an outer garment, which is most likely a government-issued garment to identify and provide legitimacy to beggars permitting them, licensing them to beg and collect alms. Mark chapter 10, 46 through 52 says, Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. That was his identity, a blind man who was a beggar. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still, commanded him to be called, and they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, he calleth thee, rise. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Bartimaeus casting away his outer garment is an incredible act of faith. He knew that the minute he came into contact with Jesus, with the healer, his identity would change. He would no longer identify as a blind man or as a beggar. He trusted in the provision and not of God and not the provision of man. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight. And what did he do? He followed Jesus in the way. With faith, Bartimaeus cast off his old identity, was immediately healed, and followed Jesus. What do we need to cast away? What do we need to shed to fully become who God has created us to be? What's in the way? When you come in contact with Jesus, what used to identify you fades away as you take on a new identity in him. 
2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Another part of relationships, personal, professional, most importantly spiritual, is communication. Have you ever been seated across that couple at a restaurant that don't talk to each other? They're staring off into the sunset that doesn't exist because you're in a restaurant or they're looking down at their food or they're staring at their cell phones. Red flag. That's not going to turn out well. Hope that's not a first date. Talk to your Lord. Talk to your creator. He created us for communion with him. Listen for his voice. Meditate on his word. Early in the morning will I seek you. Be intentional about your relationship with God. Don't let it be an afterthought. How do you get to know God? Spend time with him just like you would anybody else. Talk to him. We can get close to him with a thankful heart and praise on our lips. And number three, how do I know my creator? Follow his plan of salvation. We want to be born again. Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. What does that look like? You're going to repent. You're going to come clean before God. He already knows what you did. Might as well just tell him what you did. Tell him you're sorry. Ask him to forgive you. He will. And then make a 180-degree shift. Oh, what does that mean? That means if I'm facing this direction after I repent, I am no longer facing that direction, and I am headed towards a different direction in Jesus. Bartimaeus left his cloak behind, and he moved forward following Jesus in the way. Paul said, I die daily. It's us surrendering, our, surrendering ourselves to God, being dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Water baptism in the name of Jesus. It's burial. It's being buried with Jesus. Why is it so important? Romans 6, 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. 2 Corinthians 5, 15 and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again, buried in him in baptism. First Corinthians 6.11, And such were some of you, but ye are washed, you're sanctified, you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. We are born again of water and of spirit. So, let's talk about the infilling of the Holy Ghost. In John chapter 16, Jesus says in verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. How be it, verse 13, when he, the Spirit of truth, that's important, the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. God directs the Holy Ghost on what to say, and the Holy Ghost will only speak what is heard directly from God, including what is yet to come. The Holy Ghost gives us truth, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. God will make things known to us through the Holy Ghost. John 14, 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. You want to know your God more? The Holy Ghost is a teacher. And bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Outside of reading the word of God, having a relationship with him, 
The Holy Ghost teaches us everything else we need to know. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 13, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. To know God on a deeper level, we have to be filled with his spirit. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we may know, might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual with spiritual. We need God's spirit to understand his word, his truth, and all things that pertain to him, to have revelation that can only be inspired by the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, chapter 9, excuse me, Romans 8, verse 9 says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. What a gift that we can be filled with his Spirit, but it is essential to be called his. Notice that. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That's your identity. The Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. When we are born again of water and spirit, we take on a new name that's written down in glory. Revelation 2.17, To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Receiving the infilling of the Holy Ghost creates a spiritual communication channel directly with God. Evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongues. It's a heavenly language. It's deeper than my flesh praying to God's spirit. It's my spirit praying to God's spirit. When you are too weak, too sick, too tired to even know what to pray for, you don't have the strength to utter any words, the Holy Ghost is your intercessor. Jesus Christ is an intercessor for us between God and man, and the Holy Ghost is also an intercessor on your behalf with God. The Holy Ghost, it's a comforter. It's the North Star. It's a guide. It's Jesus. Jesus said he will be with us always, even until the end of the world. God was with us as I am that I am. Jehovah, Yahweh, Lord. Excuse me. God was with us as I am that I am, Jehovah, Yahweh, Lord. He would walk on the earth in the Old Testament, you'll read as an angel of the Lord. 
and he manifested himself in flesh as Christ Jesus. And then when Jesus ascended into heaven, God manifested himself as the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. It is the plan of salvation. It is identifying ourselves with Jesus, with the family of God. Buy the truth and sell it not. Just as easily as you feel the presence of God, just as easily as you feel the presence of God, you can receive the Holy Ghost. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. It is a promise to all mankind. So seek after it. What does that look like? Showing up early to prayer meetings. Yep. Asking God every day until you get it. When altar call happens, you're the first one up here. Don't care about the people behind you. They're rooting for you, believe it or not. There's not a judgmental person in this entire church. Everybody who visits this church comments about how loving they feel, and they feel welcomed even though it's not their home church. Talk to God daily. Daily will I seek you. Pray for understanding. Pray for freedom in his presence. Pray that you will be open to receive everything he has for you. He will not withhold any good thing from you. Pray without ceasing in Jesus' name. If someone were to hold up mirrors to our souls, to our spirits, I wonder what it would look like. The Bible says to be like Christ, and I would love it if all of our spiritual mirrors reflected Jesus, because then we have truly taken on his identity. His name, washed in his blood, sanctified and justified by the infilling of his spirit, purified, that our fingerprints would show his sacrifice, that our strands of spiritual DNA would spell out J-E-S-U-S. If only we could live in such a way that people can't help but see Jesus in us, that we are cities set on a hill that can't be hidden, that we are salt and light, that when anyone asks, hey, what's different about you? Are you so happy all the time? We can be quick to give them an answer for the hope that we have. It's furthering a witness of God. It's giving glory to God. To fully know God, we must fully submit to what he created us for and his plan of salvation. Let us be so intertwined with the creator of the universe, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that people have to go through him to get to us. That by getting to us, they would have felt the presence of God seen and experienced the light and love of Jesus, his spirit bears witness with our spirit. His spirit testifies with our spirit, confirming our identity in him, excuse me, so that we may be sons and daughters of the Most High God. I'll leave you with this, 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.